listening to the Overcast. Sunshine on a cloudy day. Part of the Oversoul Gaming Channel. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the Overcast, your joke-making-fun-having-pop-culture-podcast. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. Oversoul. And I am your co-host, Nick, a.k.a. The Vaping Fiend. Yes, and like always, we bring you sunshine on a cloudy day. Just like yes. that old song. Just like that old song. I um, got sunshine on a cloudy day. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And the only reason I have my own version of that in the opening of this is because I can't use the actual one. Even without the music, even an acapella version will get a copyright claim. So, Really? Um, Oops. Absolutely, yes. I tried it once, never again. <laughs> so... <laughs> so anyways i will tell you what though there has been some sunshine lately although it's with a mix of cold wind so it doesn't really do much good (laughs) anyways though um so we all know that the cold month is uh when valentine's day happened and uh Nick, you are the, out of the two of us, the one in a relationship, so tell us, how did your Valentine's go? Tell us about it, your You know, your so, week. <clears throat> Sarah came into town, uh, for, um, for, for the week of Valentine's Day, so she came in to town on Super Bowl Sunday, and... Prior to the Super Bowl, we, uh, we went out to lunch, my treat. Um, and, uh, we went to one of the local beefaroos. I think I got the, uh, mushroom Swiss burger. But Beefaroo is amazing, by the way, for those who don't oh know. It's God. pretty exclusive to our, our region of Dude, Illinois. Dude, Freeport's getting one, apparently. Yeah, yeah, the, the, that's good. That means I don't have to travel, you know, 40 minutes to go to one, but um, Yeah. Yeah, they're um, pretty um they're pretty uh, I would call them diner-esque uh type place if There's it, there's multiple old school all themed. Of the, yeah. All of the different all of the different locations have different themes. Like the one that that Sarah and I went to, I think we it went to it was like the the 60s or 70s themed uh truck stop diner oh okay not the firehouse one not the firehouse one we went to the one um on like on over on alpine oh okay right 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 i keep forgetting which one is which the firehouse one is the one out in like loves park i think yeah Um, yeah yeah. that's the one right there on north second Got it, yeah, okay, yeah, now I remember. But anyways, they're yeah. good. But when I said, yeah, one of them is diners, diner-themed, but when I said diner-esque, I meant yes. in terms of, like, like the food on offering. It's your, it's a very, it's a very classic burgers, fries, and shakes joint, you know, kind of yes. like steak and, kind of like steak and shake. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, but they, yeah, they've got, like, mushroom burgers. They're they steak- have this thing called an olive burger. That's really good. Uh, yeah, um, I almost ended up getting the olive burger instead of the 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 
the mushroom Swiss burger. It only it, I didn't have Swiss cheese on it because I can't stand the Swiss cheese. I substituted uh, yeah. it with uh with cheddar, and it uh, was okay. the cheese sauce that they use on their uh their cheese fries, which is a beefaroo staple. It was yummy. Yeah, that and, and their blue their blue raspberry shake tastes exactly like cotton candy. <laughs> I uh got the eggnog shake. Ooh, another good one. It was uh, like my favorite one next to my my top favorite next to uh well, actually, like so my my first favorite is the root beer shake. The root beer shake is amazing. Eggnog comes in hard second. Okay. Because those, like, I've also had their Jamocha shake, and their Jamocha shake is really good, too. Yeah, Beefaroo is one of those things that, like, if somebody's coming from who who's not, like, somebody who's not native to the area is coming to visit, that's the kind of place you want to take them to because you can't find it anywhere else, really. And... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they are expanding, but, like, it's a pretty, you know, it's one of those restaurants. It's kind of like, um, like, you know how we don't have a jack-in-the-box anywhere around here that's, like, a Texas uh-huh. thing? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, it's, th- yeah, beef Beefaroo is our jack-in-the-box, <laughs> basically. Pretty, pretty fucking much, um, yeah. Um, but, like, if you Google it, seriously, Google Beefaroo, you'll see what I'm talking about. Like, look at their menu, folks. You'll see... Um, what I mean, when Dylan Funky Hurdles came to visit for Dalton's wedding originally, uh-huh. we, we took him to Beefaroo because he stayed the night with me that time and we took him okay. to Beefaroo and, nice. uh, yeah, he enjoyed it. He had some kind of fish sandwich, I think. Um, nice. and the only time, the only two times I've actually had the pleasure of meeting that fine gentleman in person is, uh, then and uh, again during Ryan's wedding, Ryan and Chris's wedding. Um, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. First is Dalton and Lindsay, then Ryan and Chris. Dylan came out for both. I th- so for Dalton's wedding, he just I think he was part of the audience. I was in the wedding party for that, and Ryan was too, I believe. Okay, but for Ryan's wedding, me, Dalton, and Dylan were all in the wedding party. Very nice. I believe, yeah. Uh, Dylan was one of the groomsmen. We had our our relation, the relationship between us had established a lot more by then. And there's on on my YouTube channel, uh, it, f- folks, there is a long, extensive history of videos that have me and my brother Dalton, my brother in law Ryan, and our good friend Dylan, aka Funky Hurdles, in them. And not only has he been was he the guy for the longest time that made music for the video game music videos that I did, and I used his music a lot on the channel, but some of the funniest moments in all of my video history have come from videos that I've done with those three Yahoos. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. I can't remember if there... Yes, there actually was one time, one time that it was actually all four of us together, and that was when we played, um, what was it? Human Fall Flat. It was me, Dalton, Ryan, and Dylan for that one. We played Human Fall Flat together. I think that might be the only video that has literally all four of us in it at the same time. Otherwise, it's usually some combination of the three. It's either me, Dalton, and Ryan, me, Dalton, and Dylan, or me, Ryan, and Dylan. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, and I know they've played things together on their own, too, but there's no, like, you know, video proof of that. <laughs> you right. know, 
vids or it didn't happen <laughs> you know right exactly <laughs> no um but like yeah because they used to play like warzone and shit a lot together um mm-hmm. so um but yeah we used to play knockout city and stuff like that all the time but the dark souls videos and bloodborne videos probably led to some of the most hilarious moments together okay and Man, it's so hard to plan that stuff anymore now because everyone's so busy, <laughs> and I get nostalgic for it sometimes. Every once in a while, I'm like, damn, I wish I could get those old boys back together for a round of mm-hmm. something or another. But it's either, like, the stuff that comes out is something that nobody but me wants to play, like Foam Stars, and <laughs> no one else wants to play it, or, <laughs> or mean... it's just a matter of, like scheduling i mean we got ryan on for for Fortnite, so that was cool i i, I, I appreciate yeah. that I, I appreciate i can still get him on things at least but <laughs> right man, you know dalton and dylan have become hermits <laughs> so fair enough but yeah, dalton's busy with his tattooing and stuff like that and dylan is working yeah. a very early job at a candy factory now so his free time oh he's he's willy really wonka yeah, I, sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Dilly Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, uh, Dilly Funka, <laughs> Funky Wonka. <laughs> I love it. Oh God. Oh man. Um, no, he works at the place where they uh, make dum dums and bit of honey. <clears throat> oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so or, or they package them at least, I guess. Um, okay, okay, but yeah. So and also he's got a you know overseas girlfriend too. So they spend gotcha. you know okay. They don't get to see each other a lot because she she's in the UK. So uh, right, but they, I mean they have met in person several times. She's flown out to see him, and I think oh, vice nice. versa. But yeah, um, they. Uh, but so yeah, he spends a lot of time uh chatting online with her, you know, like you and Sarah. So it's a yeah. similar similar setup. So Yeah. Um But anyways, I don't know how that tangent came to be. Um <laughs> finish telling me about your week. <laughs> yeah, no, um so Yeah, she we we uh we we well, speaking of Wonka, uh, we watched that together recently. Yes, we did. Because you guys came to visit uh, this past yeah. Monday. Yeah, no, we we did. We did come out to visit on Monday. Um, but before before I get to before I get to that, I I do want to mention we uh, Sarah and I uh, when we after we got done at Beefaroo, we went back to the house and we watched the Super Bowl, which I, yes. I want to mention it briefly. But the first trailer that I saw was for what we now know as Deadpool and Wolverine. Yes. I am excited for this. I am super excited for this. And I love... Like, Ryan mentioned... Ryan had... um, Worded it perfectly. On uh, Fortress of Nerditude, the the two dis the the two jabs that we got at Disney and Marvel right out the gate in this trailer gives me so much hope that this 
movie is going to be everything that I've asked for. Everything that I think every Deadpool fan has been asking for. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are... Uh... A lot of people are looking forward to this one. I think I... even the even a lot of the, <laughs> the crotch the crotchety assholes who have been bitching about woke Disney this and blah blah that are are gonna set aside their their blinders for the sake of this movie. This man, dude, uh, I I I cannot wait. To see this I'm, in theaters, because I, I I do I want to shell out the money to see this movie in theaters. Yeah, and um, I uh, quick rundown by the way in that trailer worth mentioning. Uh, it looks like the way that they're bringing Deadpool into the MCU is through the TVA, which was introduced in Loki. So I do recommend yes. people watch the first two seasons of that before this movie comes out. It's not coming till later in the year. You got plenty of time. Um, yes. Um, so I do recommend that because at least it'll, it'll help to know what the TVA is exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, and really the only thing you have have to have seen, uh, to appreciate Loki is the first Avengers movie. So, and well, if you've watched everything up to Endgame, then you, you, you will understand what's going on in Loki pretty easily, you know? So, okay. I mean, everything in all the Avengers movies, at least it does. You know, there's, there's, yeah. It's not, it's not like necessary material, but like it, you'll understand why, it, you know, he starts on this path because you remember in Endgame when they go back in time, they mess up at one point and Loki mm -hmm. gets the Tesseract and disappears. Well, you want to know where he disappears to? Into a TV show. <laughs> so that's right. That's what that's what that is. So, um, but yeah, so. Yeah, anybody who has that knowledge then watches the first two seasons of Loki, they'll know what the TVA is. Hell, just the first mm -hmm. season will tell you what it is. But, yeah. um, but that it. So I'm guessing my assumption is because of Deadpool's time travel shenanigans at the end of the second movie, the TVA is coming in to prune his timeline. Um, it's and, very. It's a very big, big possibility. Yeah, that would make sense. But there's. <laughs> There's also some. There's this one joke I don't think a lot of people caught. It, it's it's really it's really juvenile, but like it, because the because the 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 conversation keeps going so immediately, it doesn't really give you a chance to process it. But there's one point where the guy's like, uh, "Mr. Wilson, it appears you soiled yourself while you were unconscious," and he says, "I wasn't unconscious." <laughs> and, <laughs> But, like, people didn't catch it because he immediately goes into, what's this all about? You know, like, with no room for you to process what he said. And But I caught it. And I was like, <laughs> okay, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking in this trailer. If you look yes. during one of the, the, the fight scenes where Deadpool is, like, reloading his gun and stuff in slow motion and all that. In the background, there's a big, decrepit, collapsed 20th, 20th Century Fox logo. You yes, part of yes. It. I did see that, too. Yes. I was like, is that what I think it is? Yeah, I think it's kind of like, um, it's not only Deadpool breaking the fourth wall, but also Marvel's way of saying we own Fox now. <laughs> you pretty know? much. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 pretty fucking good. But you know Ryan Reynolds has a lot of say in what goes into these Deadpool movies, so Oh no, absolutely. It's all, 
like since Deadpool's genuine power is to break the fourth wall, the canonical uh, reality here is that Ryan Reynolds himself actually is Deadpool now. Yeah, no, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's canon. <laughs> that's yeah. canon. So, uh huh. <laughs> It's like how the Muppets are 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 quote unquote real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, you know, like when they go on talk shows and stuff, you don't see the person controlling them. You see them themselves, the Muppets themselves, and you're and you're supposed to believe that that is them. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we all know deep down that there's somebody behind the couch with their hand up the puppet's ass, but like yeah. in reality. <laughs> In reality, we're supposed to believe that these Muppets are their own sentient entities, you know, their own mm-hmm. self, uh, self-aware self cell beings. Um, uh, but, yeah, there was also a Secret Wars comic book in this trailer, uh, which, mm-hmm. um, laying on the ground, and that is... There's an Avengers Secret Wars movie coming in the future, and Secret Wars was the comic that introduced Doctor Doom, so, you know, we're getting the Fantastic Four, and we Mm -hmm. have a confirmed cast for the Fantastic Four now, so all the pieces are coming into place. That wasn't coincidence Mm -hmm. that they announced the Fantastic Four cast right after that Deadpool trailer. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah. Great movie. I had... uh, a great trailer, I mean. Looking th- God, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, dude, I, I can't wait. So I had I had was messaging you the other day um about wanting to uh color my hair. Uh, I have yes. since colored my hair and it is a very vibrant purple now. Um and I I like it. It's Sarah actually uh did it for me and it it uh turned out really really good. It turned out really good. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So would you say that you are now a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater? Sure, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, you remember that song? Yes, Um, I do. Yes, I do. Nice. Yeah. uh, um, So you gave yourself a a purple nurple on the head. Pretty much. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to the world of the colored-haired crazies. <laughs> one yes. of us, one of us, and all that goobble gobble and such. Like when when uh when Sarah and I <laughs> went to the mall. When Sarah and I went to the mall, uh, we went to we went we went for uh for lunch, and we went to Sabaros at uh, Cherryvale Mall. And the first thing that the guy said to us both, because of her pink hair and my purple hair, the first thing dude says is, well, hello there, colorful people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Uh, oh, this guy's got jokes. All right. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes, excuse me, good sir. If you don't stop with the small talk and make my burrito, I'll show you exactly how colorful I can be. 
No, he was he was pretty funny. They both both the guy behind the counter like preparing the food and the cashier. They're they're both pretty pretty funny. They were very yeah, yeah, no, they 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 were they made they made us they they made us both giggle. Love it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, sounds like we'll have to update your avatar for the video version of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, you know what this I'm going to have to update the like the art for the whole thing <laughs> for the whole thing. <laughs> Because I forgot your av- your avatars inside that TV screen on the on the podcast art, and so uh-huh. uh huh. Well, you know what? We are in the second season. I suppose it's time to change it up, anyways. A little bit, yeah. All right, all right, yeah. I'll work some magic and see what I can do. All right. Uh, might not be right away, but we'll get it done. You're right. But we'll get your avatar for the video version updated at least. Yes. So for those of you who are watching the video version of this right now on YouTube, you may notice that his avatar now has purple hair. Yes. (laughs) All righty. Oh, man. Uh, what's, 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 uh, what's, what's, What's going on with you? Ah, so that's the end of your story, is it? Okay. Um, well, as for me, life has been mostly uneventful lately, aside from the, um, you know, the same old, same old on the YouTube front and all that. I've been trying to catch uh, my good buddy Mythos, who, uh, who watches a lot and comments on a lot of, if not almost everything I upload. Um, he, uh... He's been doing some live streams lately on Friday nights that I've been trying to catch where he talks about his uh, tabletop gaming stuff like Warhammer 4000. Um, Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's very interesting stuff. Like, you know, most of it's completely Greek to me, but I'm one of those people that loves listening to people, like, talk passionately about the things, like, their hobbies and shit, you know? Um, Okay, like it's to me it's just very interesting and i feel like even if i don't fully absorb all of it i feel like i come away from those situations having learned something or having been somewhat more enlightened for the experience so mm-hmm. um and uh i enjoy that i like broadening my horizons and even if it's something that i probably wouldn't invest the time and money into it's the kind of thing that i i do like watching other people do you know right um <clears throat> Yeah, so, uh, I have, so, I forgot to mention, folks, we won't be doing a traditional media corner in this episode, because the topic of this episode is we're gonna be going back through every episode of the first season (laughs) and, and revisiting each of our media corner entries from those episodes and talking about how we feel about them now in, you know, uh, in comparison to then. So, but only the first season. So everything from when when I started to uh, the Christmas special, but nothing from season two. So, um, so with that in mind, these things that I'm going to mention real quickly are going to get more attention in a media corner in a future episode, probably the next one we do. 
Um, but I have been playing uh, a lot of the Persona 3 remake recently, Persona okay. 3 Reload, um, which I can just very briefly say, having played 4 and 5 first, this one is a little bit different going back to it, but they, they have mm-hmm. modernized it quite a bit. They took all the quality of life improvements from Persona 5 and threw them into this one, and it's 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 really good. It's 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 really dark at times, and stuff but um i'm i'm addicted to the gameplay loop just like the other ones that whole thing of like half the game is you like living a normal life hanging out with your friends building relationships working going to school and the other half is you going through a dungeon killing monsters and mm-hmm. and summoning personas to attack other ones with magic attacks like pokemon and then mm-hmm. you know obtaining more personas like pokemon like that that mix between those two things like half slice of life visual novel and half j- turn-based jrpg is uh-huh. extreme is extremely addicting it's a very extremely addicting gameplay loop um especially building up your your like all the stuff you do in normal life, like going to school and working and hanging out with friends, builds your relationships, builds your stats, like your charm, your knowledge, your courage, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And all of those things af- affect how you perform in battle on the other side of the game. So yes. everything you do do in the real world affects your your other world stats. So it's really cool. Okay. Um and then the other game I've been playing is uh, Banisher's Ghosts of New Eden, um, which uh, I'm only a few hours into, but I really enjoy it so far. Very comparable to things like God of War and Plague Tale in a lot of ways, but also very, very different in a lot of other ways. Uh, you know, like gameplay-wise in terms of like um, traversal, environment setup, and mm-hmm. combat, it's very similar to the newer God of Wars, um, all the way down to, like, squeezing through walls, climbing up ledges, stuff like that. It's one of those, what a lot of people are calling um, crevice crawler games, where it's basically a main character and their companion traveling together on a linear story-focused path and squeezing through walls a lot. Prime examples okay. would be God of War, Plague Tale, and The Last of Us. <laughs> so Okay, um, yeah, that's that that tracks. Yeah, so it's very in line with those types of things, and but your basic setup of it is that you're basically a medieval ghostbuster. You get called out by your by your mentor who taught you how to be one to this place. Um, but when you get there, he's already dead, and you go to fight the nightmare that that mm-hmm. killed him, and that nightmare ends up killing you, and now you're a ghost and helping your protege. Um, you know, uh, try to you know work their way up to being able to fight the nightmare that you couldn't take down so and your mm-hmm. protege also happens to be your husband so you play the husband ghost banisher and his dead ghost wife and it's uh there's a lot of moral gray area <laughs> in it there's a lot of um there is a lot of both pagan and christian um lore and mythology stuff in there okay um because there's like there's like rituals and runes like the banishers have runes that they put on their rings that they use to cuz a lot of the there are parts where you you, you solve hauntings like investigations mm-hmm. you investigate it and then you uh have to um and then you have to decide whether or not to banish the ghost to hell or allow it to ascend into heaven or okay. to kill the 
or to kill the human involved that was involved in the situation. And a lot of it's morally gray. And sometimes you'll want to kill those people because they're bad people. But, uh, the game has two different endings. You can get one where your dead wife ascends or the other where you bring her back to life. But in order to bring her back to life, it takes a lot of essence, which means you have to sacrifice a bunch of people. So it is considered the evil route to do that. So, um, gotcha. But basically, <laughs> you you and your ghost wife work together to solve hauntings, fight spectral <clears throat> creatures, and you know eventually gain enough power to banish this nightmare and lift the curse on the village that it's seeing over. It is like I'm I'm only a few hours in, but I'm really into it so far. <laughs> like, okay. um, it it definitely the combat is a little janky. If I'm being honest, uh, not janky, stiff. The combat is stiff. But okay. um, but I am really into it. My plan is by the next time we record to have finished the game at least once because it's about 30 hours long. Um, so my plan is to have finished it at least once so I can give it a full review on our next actual mm. media corner. So right. that's my plan. Anyways, but yeah. I just want to talk about it a little bit here now. But um, okay. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So I, I actually said way more about that than I initially intended to, but I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like this is one that people are going to overlook, and I wanted to give it at least a little bit of. A, I mean, I guess you could technically consider that a recommend, but I'm not. That's not a. That's not a. You know, if anyone's keeping a spreadsheet or whatever, that is not a legitimate media corner entry. That was no. Just a, that was an offhanded mention. I will give it mm-hmm. a. I will give it a proper a proper review when I finished it. So. Yeah. Um because I'm I'm liking it now but that doesn't mean I'll still feel the same way by the time by the time it ends. But I at least wanted the mm-hmm. people to know what it's about, you know, um in case that 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 setup sounds interesting to anyone. Um mm-hmm. cuz it does to me. Game takes place in the 1600s by the way, so that's what it has in common with it and it's happening while well, there's a curse over the town and there's a pestilence going on. So that's what it has common in common with Plague Tale is like the atmosphere and setting is a very like dark and dreary uh you know. So it's like God of War gameplay in like a a dark fantasy setting. Okay. Yep, yep. With with the unique, you know, haunting investigation section and the the part that you have to use, you have to use crafting items, by the way, to cast spells and runes to like summon ghosts and talk to them and stuff. So you'll find a lot of that as you're traveling around, like plants and mushrooms and leather and shit you can pick up and you can upgrade your weapons too. The runes part part of that makes sense with the uh, the pagan side of things. That you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And there's 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 like legitimate witches in this game too, like full on like yeah, we're, we 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 <clears throat> use magic witches, but it's not like it's not in like the Harry Potter sense of oh the magic is in you, you know, it's in the sense of they they use runes and plants and shit to like cast spells. It's ritualistic magic. Right, right, right. The, when you're traveling, you can actually pick up a lot of notes from people. Like, there's demonologists in this game that, like, they Ooh. study that stuff. And I read some notes where one of them, like, opened a door to something bad and something bad happened to them. And you can find their leftover stash. And your character's like, these damn demonologists, they always fuck around with black magic. Always. <laughs> you know? So, 
yeah, it's 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 pretty enjoyable actually. I'd like it. I like it. It's also from Don't Nod Studios, um, the people who made okay. Vampire and and Life is Strange. So okay, so yeah, um, very enjoyable. But yeah, that's all that's really been up with me. I will say, like, I've worked a little more this week, um, just because like I had to cover a shift for someone, and then they needed me for mm-hmm. some for some stuff and I, I i got more hours this week because a lot of other people like requested days off for things they had going on but like next week Fair enough. i'm back i'm back to only being scheduled like one day <laughs> this shit's getting ridiculous so I... i'm looking for i'm still looking for other work um so i think that that hospital i applied at there was three of us who applied and they only needed one person so okay um, yeah, and I th- they think they picked <clears throat> someone else. So, um, but I don't feel so bad about that because I was up against two people. If it was just me and one other person, I would feel like the loser. But like, since there's another loser besides me, it doesn't hurt as much. Um, right, that's fair. Um, that's how I felt when I applied for Aldi's and didn't get in because they were hiring like maybe three people, and I came there for an interview at one of those. They did that shit where they had. They they told, like, 17 people to all show up at the same time and did these, like, short, like, 10-minute interviews with each one. Like, there was a line of us just standing there waiting to be called in to talk to them. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, this is such a rush job. You don't – you're not going to get, like, a real good feel for who you're hiring off of this, like, fast pay. This is like speed dating. This is the right. – This is the hiring yeah. equivalent of speed dating, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um but yeah, I've thrown in some applications other places, like one of the local dollar stores and stuff like that, just to see. I will say, though, these past couple of days at the current job have been very interesting. I, oh. um, <clears throat> yeah, normally I work the back, you know, I, I do the pallets and I do some stocking, but they, you know, they needed people up front recently and... I'm not really the best choice for that because I'm not the biggest people person and I do have cashier experience, but like <laughs> my experience is, uh, um, look, af- when I- after I had been at Taco Bell for about two years, I started, um, I-, I started gaining some confidence with the customers and when some of them would start to give me some bad energy i would i would give it back sometimes or i had this way <laughs> of i i had this way of answering customers questions sometimes or like responding to stupid shit in a way where i was low-key insulting them but it sounded like a compliment <laughs> so and oh, my co-workers best. My coworkers knew what I was doing, and they would laugh at it, and they would get a good chuckle out of it. But like, yeah, it's. But there, there would be times where I would get asked ridiculous shit. Like when I was working there, and I, I was doing cashiering at the front lobby first. I remember one time I was back doing dishes, and they were like, "Hey, you got someone up front, and, you know, because you got to go back there and do that when, yeah, no, when there's no customers." And I walk up there, and I ask them what they want, and this cranky old guy is like. How come you're never up here when I come in? Wait, I'm I'm like, I'm like, well, the boss says we're not allowed to just stand around when there's no customers. So, you know, the, the, the corporate answer is, no, I'm, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll work on that. I give the honest answer. Um, (laughs) Right. Yes. Which is why fast food and retail isn't really meant for me because I'm, I'm I'm kind of blunt about those things, uh, but yeah. this this is 
I feel like, and this is a great example, uh, talking about the current job here, corporations, they make decisions that make no sense because they don't know what it's actually like on the floor, or they do things that are contradictory. So, like, you know, we have self-checkout, and one of the main reasons for having self-checkout is people that, you know, are more introverted. It's better for them. They, If people are choosing self-checkout, if they are keeping their head down, purposely avoiding eye contact, and beelining for self-checkout, that means they do not want to deal with cashier. <laughs> they they, they want to be left They're alone. Right. <clears throat> and, but corporate is very big on this whole, like, you have to, um, <laughs> they, they want you to walk over there and basically smother these people and, and, and bother them and ask if you can help them. And, uh, I've gotten better at reading social cues, and I can tell when an introvert is trying to avoid being bothered. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I, I think like um, uh, it is to the point where I think our manager is making some customers uncomfortable because she's being too friendly because corporate is so down her throat about it, mm-hmm. and. There is a lot of contradiction there because they want you to, like I said, you know, do, you know, do all that stuff with the self-checkout and help them with that. But they also want you to try and encourage them to come to you and use the cash register. And they they force these annoying ass questions on the customers on the pin pads. And it's always like a hidden number for like how good your experience was or did the cashier help you hit yes or no. And like people, they don't like that. They get annoyed. They just want to put in their pin number and leave. <laughs> they yeah. And most, pe- most people will put a bad answer out of spite because it asked the question in the first place, even if it's not true. But corporate right. sees that and they, they think that the employees are doing bad, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, that eh, shit's so stupid. I hate retail <laughs> so much. Um, yeah. So, uh, and there is like, cause I actually had someone read the question out loud at one point and they were like, was the cashier friendly? And it said yes or no. And they were like, yes, too friendly. <laughs> they hit the yes, but they were like, yeah, too friendly. Um, <laughs> I, I, the manager told me that there was a, a lady at the self-checkout she went to help and she's like, can I help you bag your items? And the lady said, no, no, thank you. That's fine. And then, and then the question came up at the end, did the cashier help you scan your items? And she hit no. And the manager was like, well, why did you hit no? And she's like, well, because no one helped me. And she was like, but I asked if you needed help. And she's like, yeah, I didn't. She's like, but I'm not going to lie. I'm going to answer the question honestly. <laughs> no one helped me. She says, it's not a bad thing, but it's just, and then she was like, well, no, if you answer like that, then it does look bad to the people above us. They think it's a bad thing, you know? Um, right. And that's, that's my mindset too. That's, that's why I hate that kind of stuff. It's such a trap. You, there's, you can't win. Like with jobs like that, yeah. you can't win. Nothing, nothing you do will ever be good enough <laughs> in fast food and right. retail. Corporate will always find something, some way to move the goalpost. No matter what, if you reach the goalpost, they will move it further. So that it's more out of reach. <laughs> it just further so, solidifies that 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 robots will eventually take over the human job. Yes, yes. I do like <laughs> that. that I, I I do get there is you know this town has a wide variety of people in it, and um, 
So I, because of how vibrant my hair is, because I just recently re-blew it, and I used Arctic Fox this time, so it's a lot mm-hmm. more of a vibrant co- color than it was before. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like it as much as Iro Iro, though. Arctic Fox leaks too much. Like, I, I wake up and my pillow is blue. Like, <laughs> um... Fair. But, um... And, yeah, sometimes I wake up with a big blue stain on my arm, too. So, <laughs> um... Mm-hmm. So, and I think it's just from the sweat, from sweating it out um, Probably, while I'm yeah. sleeping. But I uh, I get a lot of funny looks for um, for the hair sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And I also get a lot of compliments. So it really depends on who comes in. And the demographics are always interesting um, because the uh, – because like today, for example, a lot of the – we're supposed to say hi, welcome to insert name of store here for everyone that walks in, right? And uh-huh. – um, some people they just they are not feeling that you know that's I think that's where that overly friendly thing comes in and I know me as a customer when I go to a store I don't want to be greeted a bunch by the employees I don't want to be walked up on and asked can I help you find anything like if I need help I will ask for it I don't and I, I hate that they force them to do that because I feel like an asshole saying no but also like I'm super annoyed by the fact I'm being asked in the first place. <laughs> You know, yeah, no, I get that. And so, like, it's one of those things where, like, you know, it's one of those things where I, it should be reserved for when people ask for it. It shouldn't be forced on them. A lot of people are just trying to get their shopping done and go. And I'm not a fan of small talk either. So I hate the whole man, this weather shit. Even though we start every episode with this talking about the weather, (laughs) but. (laughs) You no, know, like, um, that's why I, that's why I like warehouse work where I can actually be myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say that, like, yeah, saying hi to people that walked in today. Some people they completely ignore it. Some people they they smile and they're you know they're friendly, and some people just give weird looks. Like I said, I've gotten compliments on the hair I have, but also I've gotten weird looks and the weird looks that i usually get are either from teenage girls or cranky old white farmer dudes you know uh <laughs> it's it's one of the two it's either these teenage girls that are like who's this creep talking to me or like the the cranky old farmer dudes that are like these goddamn blue-haired liberals ruining this country <laughs> you know so it's it's one of the two but um which is funny because like because teenage girls also happen to be one of the demographics i get compliments on my hair from too so right. it's that one's pretty split um but um yeah it's usually people it's um also, middle-aged women and dudes in their 20s that I get compliments a lot from, too. Um, so. But, yeah, more or less it's been a... Uh, been an interesting couple of days, so I'm looking forward to having the next two days off. And then going in on Tuesday, but yeah, I need to find something more substantial because this shit yeah. hurts the pocket. <laughs> it, I believe shit, it, bro. This this shit hurts the pocketbook for real. I believe um, it. So yeah, well. Anyways, though, 
that's it for me. Um, that's it for you. A little bit of a longer life update this week, folks, because, yeah. you know, no media corner. But now we'll go ahead and transition into the topic, which is in and of itself a revisiting of the old media corner. We'll be going back all the way to the pilot of this show, all the way up to the Christmas special, and revisiting each of the items that we talked about on the media corner and seeing how we feel about them now, if at all. A lot of these things will probably get skipped over because we probably don't have an updated opinion on them, but there are a few things that we're we're definitely going to stop and talk about. Mm -hmm. So, yes. See you there. Okay, everyone. Here we are at the topic, Media Corner Revisited. This is our, um, this is something that I don't want to do this every season, but I do want to do it like every once in a while, just kind of maybe look back on, uh, the stuff that we've talked about in previous episodes and revisit them, see how we feel about them now. Um, yeah, you know. And, um, see, uh, those of you who have been listening long-term may remember that, uh, Nick wasn't an official part of the show until the third episode, well, technically the fourth episode, he was a guest in the third one, and then the fourth ep- episode yes. came on as an official co-host. So the, f- <coughs> the first two episodes, the pilot episode was just me, and the second episode, mm-hmm. my, my brother was the guest on that, uh, we talked about god of war ragnarok but it was also like a full episode too um so yeah that was probably the only time where the topic of the episode was a spoiler cast and then ever <clears throat> since ever since then i've decided to make those types of episodes their own standalone bonus episodes instead of being a topic yep. of a normal one so that way we can give more attention to the thing. And also because that way it's a lot more clear that this podcast is inspired by a mixture of a bunch of other podcasts and not a direct clone of one or two in particular, <laughs> you know. Oh, boy. But anyways, so I have a list. You have a list. Yes, and we're going to go down these lists. Yes. So, starting from the very beginning, in the pilot episode, I kind of piled on a shitload of Media Corner stuff, and I have all of that here. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to mention it, um, uh, all of it. We're going to start at the very beginning, and of course it's fitting that the very first Media Corner thing that I would have ever talked about on this podcast was my favorite band, The Gorillas. <laughs> Yes. Um, Nick, how do you feel about the gorillas? Uh, I think people I mean, have heard my thoughts on them enough. Give us your thoughts. Considering that uh, their song "Feel Good Inc." is on my workflow playlist, uh, I would say, yeah, it's definitely a, a great band. Yeah, that's the. Um... That's that. That's the radio popular mainstream gorillas song, though. Kind of like, uh, kind of like a Clint Eastwood. Great songs, by the mm. way. But th- those are the ones that everybody knows. How familiar are you with more of their uh, their their like album newer songs? Stuff? N- not not even so much newer stuff, but even just like some album songs. Like if someone was to play a random gorilla song from one of their albums, would you be able to recognize it as them immediately? <laughs> Maybe not at first, 
maybe after listening for like a, a minute or two. Fair enough. Fair enough. Gorillaz I would eventually one, pick up on it. The Gorillas is one of those bands that all of their songs sound a little bit different. Each album feels like it's going for a different vibe, a different feel, you know, like their very first album was like a punk rock, punk rock, hip hop mix. You know, they've mm-hmm. got, they've got some songs that border on techno. Um, you know, it, some of their songs are like very like slow and melodic and smooth vibes. And some of their songs are more fast and chaotic, you know, um, they they feature a lot of rappers in their songs throughout different you know yeah. so, songs. So um, a lot, of, yeah. There are some songs of theirs where the featuring artist pretty much takes over the whole song. And if you didn't know it was Gorillaz, you probably wouldn't until you hear the lead singer come in. At that mm-hmm. point, then you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I recognize that voice. That's Two D. I know him. That's well." Mm-hmm. 2D being See, the fictional the fictional character, the actual singer is Damon Albar- Albarn. Albarn? Albarn? Whatever. Yeah. The guy behind Gorillaz. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, do, I don't remember what song it was, but I remember distinctly when I was working security, at, when I was doing security for Amazon, I was doing my rounds one night, and one of the <clears throat> area managers... Uh, was playing some music by the Gorillas on his mm-hmm. big Bluetooth speaker. I'm like, okay. I see I, um, you, Robert. I see you. <laughs> Plas- Plastic Beach is probably one of their most popular albums. That one got a lot of attention from a wider audience because of mm-hmm. it featuring artists like Snoop Dogg on it, and um, mm-hmm. also because uh, the music video for Stylo had Bruce Willis in it, um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I think one of the most popular songs from that album would be On Melancholy Hill. Um, mm-hmm. Like, up on Melancholy Hill, there's a plastic tree. Yeah, it was that mm-hmm. album, by the way, all of their albums have a message. That one was about pollution. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, Plastic Beach. <laughs> it's pretty on the nose. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and the music videos didn't do like were were even less subtle, like because they literally after like the band disbands and they all travel the ocean, they all end up on the same island at the at the end of it and that island is made up entirely of garbage in the ocean that just fused together so (laughs) jesus yep so and that's where their new recording studio was for that album (laughs) on garbage island aka plastic okay (laughs) yep yeah okay and then at the beginning of the next album, they move into a haunted house, and they had a VR music video for that one that was really cool. Like, that music video, if you have a VR headset, you can go on YouTube and watch that music video in VR and be, like, a 360 part of it. It's okay. fucking awesome. But the yeah, music video itself was great, even though not everyone liked the song. But I, um, I still stick by them. I think... In recent years, their song "Silent Running" that they did on their their newest album, um, "Cracker uh-huh. Island," 
Silent Running is probably not only the best song that they've ever done, in my opinion, but probably one of my favorite songs, if not my favorite song of all time, period. Like, Fair enough. Like, yeah, do yourself a favor and listen to that one at some point. There's something about it, I don't know how to explain it, but there's something about it that is very... It's very catchy. The chorus is like the biggest earworm I've ever heard in my life. There's a whistling in the chorus, and I swear to God that that uh, whistle that that whistle is meant to be both like catchy and haunting at the same time, and especially mm-hmm. in the con- the context of what's happening in the music video. In the music video itself, the lead singer is about to be sacrificed to a giant monster by a cult, and the other band members are coming in to save them. And the lyrics, I think, are basically, depending on how you translate it, because gorillas are super cryptic, their lyrics make like absolutely mm-hmm. no sense ha- half the time, but... If you if you if you dig deep enough, you can find meaning. And I think that song is a is a guy about a, about a guy who had his heart broken uh, by someone okay. that he loved. And I think that's kind of represented a bit in the music video where the lead singer seems to be feeling betrayed by the cult leader who's doing this. And I, I guess the insinuation is that the cult leader is a woman that he trusted. You know. Um, okay. It's actually a really cool music video. It um it it's interesting because it goes along with the other music video they put out for this album Cracker Island and the song itself is called Cracker Island where mm-hmm. um they are explaining to the police what happened at this cult meeting, you know, because the uh the police show up at the end of the other music video and they release them in reverse order. I think it was intentional. They like told the story backwards with this one. So Okay. Um but if you watch Silent Running and then Cracker Island in that order, they tell a story and it's it's a really good one. They're both great songs, but Silent Running is I'm, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to send it to you after this, man. That's that's the song you got to okay. hear it at least at least once. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um but yeah, that is uh, gorillas are a great chill music for sure they yes, are absolutely yeah great background stuff I, I don't know how to explain it yes. but the melody that comes i don't like all their songs i do think some of them are painful to listen to like some of them just don't <laughs> s- sound right to me but mm-hmm. the ones that the ones that do sound right they hit that melody in just the perfect way that reverberates with my soul mm-hmm. um Speaking of music, the next thing on the list, Epic Rap Battles of History. I yes. distinctly remember having shown you a bunch of these one time when we were hanging out. Yes. <laughs> Tell uh-huh. me how you, how you feel about these guys. Dude, some of these rap battles are only something that a nerd's dreams could come up with. Yeah, yeah, they're very like, good, dude. Very, they're, they're very, very good creative. lyricists. Yeah, yeah, very. Yes, yes. It, it's it's crazy how they find ways to take these like historical facts or fun about actual historical figures or these trivia facts about uh, fictional figures and tie them in to like 
well-worded puns and roasts and shit for these characters. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so, yeah, it is very creative. I have to, now the impressions aren't always the greatest, but it, like the lyrics, like the writing, like the writing is genius. Like it's some really I mean, good writing. Didn't they have Michelangelo versus Michelangelo at one point? Michelangelo, the, the, uh, the, yeah, they had the Ninja Turtles versus the Renaissance artists of the same name. Yes, okay, oh, yes, okay, yeah. Yep, yep, that was one of their shorter ones, <clears throat> and also the Renaissance artists were played by Rhett and Link and Smosh. Okay. Yep, yep, which, by the way, did you know they're back together, Smosh? I think I told you that. Um, I think you did, yeah. I don't think it, I've seen any of their recent stuff, though. Ian and Anthony, yeah, they're doing skits together again because after oh, one of them, because yeah. like I think it was uh, Anthony split for a while and was doing his own thing, and Ian was still part of Smosh, but he branched out and they brought other people in, and they had another channel called Smosh Games and stuff. So they have like a whole crew now of these different people. There's like a Jacob and Courtney and stuff, and they're and they you know they play like the Don't Laugh Challenge and they play video games together and stuff. Well, uh, okay. after Ian and Anthony got back together on their main channel, they started bringing these other cast members from Smosh Games and stuff into their skits now to play other characters. Nice. Yeah. So okay. That, that's pretty cool. They've also been doing these interesting videos lately where they um where they react to their old stuff. To like they'll sit there Okay. Like because they're they're a lot older and more mature now, so they'll like watch some of their older videos and like, you know, talk about the behind the scenes process of making it and like, you know, how cringe it is now and stuff. I will say though, All they're right. still they're very proud of the Assassin's Creed three rap that they did, which I agree that still holds up. That one's was that one was right. good. Um, but yeah, epic rap battles of history. Do you have a favorite of these that they've done? I gotta say, mine is probably Freddy Krueger versus Wolverine. That one was solid. That's uh, one of one of them, anyways. Which... Either that or Guy Fox versus Che Guevara. Is that I really like the beat on that one. It's addicting. Who was it that who was it that was versus Deadpool? I forget. Boba Fett? Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett. Yeah, I think I think it was Deadpool versus Bo- Boba Fett that was the one that really hit really hit it for me. They've had a lot of great ones too. Stevie Wonder versus Wonder Woman, <laughs> just because people have <laughs> Wonder in their names. Funny one. Right. The Steve Irwin versus Jacques Cousteau one was really. I like that one a lot. Oh, that one was good. The you uh, know what I, 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 Hitler, I think Hitler versus Darth Vader was was interesting too. I think the best one, like the objectively best one they've ever done, like personal taste aside, objectively the best one is um, Teddy Roosevelt versus Winston Churchill. That one is brutal, and it it's basically a. Um, Unstoppable force versus an unmovable object. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that one was great. And those are two pretty, like, well-known historic figures. You know, Theodore okay. Roosevelt. And um, that's mm-hmm. who uh, Robin Robin Williams played in Night at the Museum. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's a good one, too. And the beat for that one has a very, like, steampunk... Um, old film sound to it you know it's like a mixture of like 
it's like a mixture of like the steam engine era with like old black and white film uh muffled audio sound at least in the beginning it is and then it picks up and goes hard it's like really well done by far the okay. best one they've ever the best one they've ever done in terms of impressions lyrics music special effects uh insults like historical f- factual accuracy like they yeah. got that one down perfectly and um you know these characters are usually played by epic lloyd and and um uh no epic peter no epic lloyd and nice peter yeah nice peter and epic lloyd the two main guys but in that one, they got Dan Bull to come in and play uh, Winston Churchill, and then Epic Lloyd played Theodore Roosevelt. So Nice Peter wasn't in that one. He was in the most recent one they've done was Harrison Ford versus Karl Marx. Uh, no, not Harrison Ford. Okay. Um, not not Harrison Ford. Or yeah. Um. Shit. Um. Let me look it up. It's Indiana Jones. No. So they did do a Tomb Raider or they did do Laura Croft versus Indiana Jones recently, which was like about a year ago, which was really good. But no, their most recent one, Henry Ford, Henry Ford versus Karl Marx, Henry Ford, the father of Ford versus Karl Marx, Karl Marx, the, the, the Marx, the leader of the Marxist movement. So, um, yeah, that one is okay. really good too. That one is very good for the historic historical accuracy. Another uh really good one that goes hard and since you worked at Amazon, you'll appreciate this. There's one that is um um uh bu- 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 uh it is um Jeff Bezos. Yeah, Mansa Musa versus Jeff Bezos. Um so okay. um, yeah, basically a um basically uh Mansa Musa was the um the ninth Mansa of the Mali Empire and um he it's suggested he was the wealthiest person in history. So Oh shit. Okay. They put him up against Jeff Bezos for being, you know, like Mansa was like a uh like a uh a he was like kind of a kind of a tyrant and he was involved in the you know the trading of you know ivory slaves spices and stuff like that um uh-huh. so that's why they put him and Jeff Bezos against each other because they were you know both that basically businessmen that that rule through evil <laughs> so like through un- unethical Fair. actions. Uh yeah, so right. I think s- since you worked at Amazon, you'll you'll like that one. There's Monsa has a great line of, uh making fun of Jeff Bezos where he says, "If you want workers that don't have to pee, then hire camels," you know? <laughs> um or something along those lines, but basically calling him out for, you know, not letting his co- uh employees use the bathroom basically. <laughs> Right. <clears throat> so I think you'll enjoy that one. That's another thing I'll have to send okay. you. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, let's see. Crisis Core Remaster. I'm gonna 
I'm going to fly over that one real quick because I hadn't finished it at the time of (coughs) of doing that episode, but obviously I've finished it a couple times since then. What I said still sticks. It's a pretty solid remaster. A couple of issues here and there. Zach's new voice actor isn't the greatest, but otherwise faithful to the original and a good part of the story for the overall Final Fantasy VII thing. You know, it's like I played the PSP version. I wasn't expecting it. I I already knew how the story was going to go. I was just you know, playing this to play it. Um, mm. High on Life, um, if you want to know how I feel about that, after having finished it, watch my CinemaSins video for it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 all I can say about that one. Um, which most Fair people enough. already have. Yeah, and like, honestly, once is enough on that one because it's Justin Roiland is too much for some people, and I don't blame them. Uh, um... The Black Phone, still a great movie. Anyone who hasn't seen it needs to see it. One of the best horror movies of 2022 or three, 2023. Count me in that group of people because I still need to see it. Yes, short story uh, based on a short story written by one of Stephen King's sons uh, starring Ethan Hawke as the villain. Very well done ghost movie where the ghosts are the good guys. Must watch uh, for everyone. Okay. Uh, Glass Onion, still really enjoyed that one, but not as good as Knives Out. Almost as good as Knives Out, but not quite. More comedy-focused, uh, in comparison. uh, But uh, my opinion of it hasn't changed since I saw it. I still think Knives Out is probably, like, one of the best mystery movies ever made, and probably sits somewhere in my top 20 movies of all time. So, um... Okay. Um, Glass Onion, I wouldn't give the same honor, but I do think is good. It's just more comedy focused, uh, different kind of mystery, and it's got Edward Norton in it. So there's that too. Um, there you go. Game Grumps. Let me ask you, have you watched any Game Grumps, Nick? Uh, Aaron, Eagle Raptor, and, uh, Dan? I, I don't believe I have. Okay. I mean, I might have thrown them on in the background here and there when we were hanging out, but, um, I I do think I want you and I to do uh to play Google Feud sometime maybe even as a podcast episode. So I think uh okay. I think I'll I think I'll have you you watch the Game Grumps episode of that so that you know how the game works. Um okay. I do think as far as <clears throat> let's players go I th- I think if you were going to, you know, um like um because I know you don't watch, like, every game that I play, you know, just select ones. So if you were going to – if there was a Let's Player that I think you would probably watch on the regular because it hits your style of humor and editing and all that, it would definitely be them because Aaron's style of humor is 100% up your alley. It is about 70% toilet humor coming from him. So – Ego Raptor? And, and – yeah, and fart jokes and shit like Eagle that. Raptor? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this, you know, they have this. Yeah, dynamic no, I love, I fucking, I fucking love Ego Raptor, bro. I yeah, love so, Ego Raptor. So, he's, I, he's always been one of my favorite YouTubers. Well, he is one half of Game Grumps. Uh, you know, that's his <laughs> Let's Play channel. Him, him, and Danny yeah. Sexbang from the from the band Ninja Sex Party. You know. You may remember okay. that um that that Dan and his band Ninja Star Sex Bomb. Party got 
got together with Eagle Raptor to make Starbomb. Yep, and they did three albums. Yes. Um, I remember. So, I will say this: even though Dan's band is the one that's named after a, a sex thing, um, and but when in the actual Let's Plays, Eagle Raptor is definitely the more juvenile one. Dan usually has to rein it. Fair in. enough. It's 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 funny because he will. He will watch. You know what? I'm gonna send you the playlist for their playthrough of Super Mario Wonder because that's probably the they, <laughs> okay. They go after each other in that one because Dan's playing as Yoshi, <laughs> so he can't die. So he just tittles around and teehees, and Aaron gets legitimately mad because he's like, <laughs> "Dan, stop running! You're missing all the secrets. I'm trying to get all the secrets. Stop moving!" <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. And then Dan okay. will troll him and he'll be like, oh, Aaron, whatever are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> Dan's definitely the more mature one, though. He will have to rein him in. Aaron will start repeating the same joke like 17 times. And then Dan will be like, OK, all right, let's let's focus, Aaron. <laughs> you know, so uh, and he calls him out, too, for things like he'll complain. He'll be like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. And he's like, well, maybe you should have read the tutorial. <laughs> So <laughs> hearing them go at each other's throats is great. It's it's great. Um fun dynamic. Cinema Sins, I know you've watched some of them. How do you feel about Cinema Sins? Uh pretty solid, yeah. I I I do enjoy them. They've had some great uh some great stuff lately. I watch they went pretty hard on the Marvels, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> they were not nice to them. Did they? One, but yeah, I was gonna but, try uh, and get. I was actually gonna try and catch the, the Marvels before we recorded this, but the. I don't know. Just right out of time, I guess. Yeah, you know things happen. Um, yeah, there. Yeah, I, I like them too. I will say though, in recent years, I find myself and I never did a media corner entry about him, but you know. I, and I think you'd probably agree with me because we watched a bunch of his shit too, but Ryan George's pitch meeting series, similar concept, making fun of all the flaws in the movie, but the way he does it, I think is a lot funnier, um, to be sure. But, uh, oh yeah, no, the pitch meetings. Yes. Those are, those are fucking hilarious. Yeah. 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 Very similar. But I think I, I, I definitely, I, I think his style of humor definitely is funnier for that type of thing. Um, everything everywhere all at once still stands as uh, what I think was the best movie of the year it came out which I think that was 2022 yeah 2022 I think so um, yeah best movie hands down best movie of 2022 easily for me so um um i i know you haven't seen it yet so I'll 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 keep going Not yet. I talked about that one before but uh ozark i unfortunately have not watched any of this this was my brother's recommendation when he was a guest on the show um neither have i i mean i know what it's about and i do want to watch it at some point but unfortunately i haven't yet so we will keep going my hero academia, my hero academia. So i know we can both talk uh, about this one now i i mean I'm a lot further in the show now than I was at that point. Yeah. So. As a, I can't talk about it as much as you, but I can talk about it a little bit. I, I like it. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting yeah, concept. It's... I like it. 
yeah, you made it to the end of the first season, and that's about as far as you need to get in that show to decide if you like it or not. After you see the the fight at the end of the first season, that really sets the tone for the rest of the show. And yeah, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> yep. So and so you're in season two during the tournament, I believe. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm in like. I just caught up recently on finishing season six and things have gotten wild in this story. And Ryan knows more than me because he reads the manga and that's like way ahead of the show. But right. there, <clears throat> these, these showdowns with the villains go from being skirmishes to battles to straight up wars <laughs> at, <laughs> at some point in this it. show. So, and there, yeah, there has been a lot of death. There has been a lot of, like, uh, permanent disfigurations of characters due to injuries and stuff like that. It gets dark. It gets violent. And I believe there it. is a, a point in the story where I'm at now where, well, I'm a little bit past it now, but there is a pretty interesting arc in the story where, the main character, after he comes into a lot of his powers later down the line and learns how to control them, he goes off on his own for a while in a part of the story that's known as the Dark Deku arc, and he basically becomes like Batman for a bit. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay. Really cool story part. <clears throat> so I'm glad I'm glad you're into it though. You will have to revisit this once you are more caught up on it. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dr. ER, this is a YouTube channel. Have you ever seen any of his videos? I don't believe so. Okay. Um. So what this is, is he's a guy who, he's an actual doctor, like legit, like doctor works in the the surgery department in the ER. Um, mm -hmm. So he's he's seen a lot of shit and, you know, he's gone to medical school and all that. So, um... He, what he does is he watches clips from things like Family Guy, Saw, Happy Tree Friends, South Park, uh, different horror movies, uh, different video games like, like, uh, Dead Space, Elden Ring, Mortal Kombat, shit like that. And he judges not only like the medical and anatomical accuracy of these things, um, you know, like I've seen like clips from Invincible where characters get their arms cut off and he'll pause and zoom in on like the stump and he'll be like, oh, they got the muscle detail very accurate. Nice, you know, um, <laughs> and shit like that. And then he will talk about like in reality what would actually happen if if you suffered from these okay. injuries, you know, you know, like what's survivable, what's not what he's seen in the ER, you know, and like, you know, when shit's over the top, like in Happy Tree Fence, he'll be like, what? No, that wouldn't happen. You know, he's like, it would actually be like this. Yeah. So it's great. I, I love movies. <laughs> and all of his videos are really short, bite-sized. There's not a single one longer than 10 minutes. So, um. Okay. I'll have to, yeah, I, uh, it sounds interesting. It's educational. Uh, to be I feel sure. like I would so, I feel like I would really get in get a huge kick out of the happy tree friends uh, videos that he does yeah yeah his actually they actually very recently put out a new episode and that's one of his recent videos is reacting to that so really okay yep all right um Perfect. 
I'm going to go ahead and skip over these next two. Well, actually, no. I'm going to ask you, since you listen to metal music, are you familiar with Scumfuck? As I a band my never, brother recommended. Never, never heard of them. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and skip over that. And the next thing, too, because, um, you know, you don't like Call of Duty. And although I respect it, Warzone is a battle royale that I don't want to touch. But that was uh, my brother talked about that one for a bit. And I know that he's into it. Um, yeah. Stray, on the other hand, was a really good game. I did play game. some of that. I yes. didn't get to I didn't yes. get the opportunity to beat it before they took it off of PlayStation Plus. So I do eventually want to buy it so I can finish it. Yes, yeah, yeah. I like the tone of that one, too, because it's a cute game with a cat but takes place in a post-apocalyptic hellhole with these monstrosity, like, um, mutated parasites, basically, that are chasing you around certain scenes of the game. And they're, you uh-huh. know... There are moments of the game where it kind of turns into a horror game for a couple minutes, <laughs> you know, when you're running from those things. So a uh, little bit, yeah. I, I I love the vibe, I do, and it's very puzzly the way that you have to escape them. Sometimes you have to be smart because you have to like get them to follow you to a specific spot, and then you have to like jump up onto something and run around the other way to get past them while they're distracted, you know, and or you have to like flip a switch on a gate to to get them like locked into one area so that you can sneak past uh-huh. the other area. Yeah, very I know like exactly envir- what part I don't know exactly which one you're talking which which part you're talking about. I have, mm-hmm. I believe I'm stuck on that part right now. Just environmental puzzles, but those are the kind of things if you get stuck on those if you just look it up on YouTube and watch exactly how someone else did it, then yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I uh, I'm, I'm I had to try to do, yeah. And for oh, yeah, man. once you see once you see how how to do it, it becomes easier. But then it's still a matter of actually pulling it off, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, because some of those, it's just about a, a it's about timing. Like you just you have to be fast. Uh-huh. Um, exactly. But that game is worth getting through all of it to see the end. Uh, the ending is. Great. Uh, I don't want to spoil the ending for anyone for sure, but it uh, it gave me a same level. Of, it gave me a similar level of existential crisis as Soma did, but it also gave me a little hope for the future. I definitely think this game is going to get a sequel at some point. <clears throat> yeah, no, I think it should. Um, another YouTuber, ProZD. This guy voices the squirrel the talking squirrel in god of war ragnarok he um, okay he became famous for doing funny skits about anime and disney stuff and video games and rpgs on his youtube channel and he's good at doing different voices and the different voices that he does has led him to actually get a legitimate voice acting career he's been in tons of cartoons and video games at this point now um and he's still making YouTube videos on top of it. These funny little skits. Nice. So, um, I love it. Uh, yeah, he's 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 hilarious. Um, his skits are spot on, very very accurate too. <laughs> so, um, I, have you seen any of his stuff? I know you sent me the video. 
that he made that uh, you were talking about in that episode. Oh, yeah, the one about YouTube's um, policies Uh about cursing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Did they say a no-no word? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I love him. Um, yeah, but that's the guy. That's the guy who voices that that squirrel that guards the tree in Ragnarok, uh, among many other things. He's been in a lot. If you just look up his list okay. of his voice voice work, you might be surprised what you've heard him in. Um, okay. God of War Ragnarok. I know I gave all my thoughts on that in that spoiler-filled episode. I know you have played yeah. more more of the game since then. So tell yes, me I have. Where, where are you now and and how do you, how you uh, feel about the game? I am stuck after uh I am right now I forget what part of the game I'm in. It's been a minute since I played um, I remember I one of the know... last times we talked about it. You said you you visited the Norns uh, recently. Yes, I got past that. Then, okay. uh, Kratos and Fre- Freya. Yes, are off doing something and. I get the uh I get I get the environmental puzzle done and I got all the stuff like open that needs to be open but then I'm stopped by these two monsters and I don't I think the of uh, the I think what you were telling me I should do was uh dodge a lot Okay. I, yeah. I I, yeah. I am I I am I am like I'm stumped. Like but I've tried the dodging. I'm stumped at this point. And I I I I I want to I want to play more of it, but I am stuck. Yeah, um <clears throat> Yeah, as far as, like, boss battles go and stuff, walkthroughs can show you a good strategy, but, you know, actually pulling it off is still, yeah, something that you have to be able to do. Uh, But um, in games like that, attacks that shine red usually mean dodge out of the way, and attacks that shine yellow mean you have a chance to parry if you block at the right time. And in, in those types of games, they want you to try to block and time your block so that you're blocking at just the last second so you parry instead and stun the enemy so that you can get a bunch uh, of hits in while they're stunned you know that makes that's, sense that's a that's a big part of it um but also like your um there are some i think some i can't remember which one i had but there was a rune i had equipped that uh basically i think if i died it let me it gave me a second chance with a full i always had the revive thing on me in that game so that if i did die i would get like a second chance with a full health bar um whatever that thing is that you can buy or upgrade or whatever i always had one on Uh me so makes sense that just to be safe you know 
Um, I would have to yeah. actually see where you, where you are in the game in order to help any further than that. I would have to actually see it with my own eyes. But, <clears throat> okay. Uh, you talked about GTA Online in the first episode you were in. Um, has yeah. ha- Have there been any changes or updates to that uh, of significant notice since then? Or has it been pretty much the same? Oh, it's been pretty consistent. Okay. Are you still playing a bunch of that, or have you been, like, kind of veering off into other things recently? Veering off into other things recently. I still pay for GTA Plus, but, you know. Okay. All right. Um, Let's see. Oh. Okay, so... A little side conversation. Still Grand Theft Auto related, but since... Dying my hair purple, one of my coworkers had called me the Florida Joker. Oh, you know how yeah. they use the Florida? Yeah, you know how they use the Florida Joker. He's like, yeah, just don't sue Rockstar Games. I'm like, wait, of course. Ah, uh, I see what you did. I so I think he I think he gave uh, get, dude gave up on trying to sue Rockstar, and now he just wants to voice the character. <clears throat> fair, fair enough. Um... Like I said Dude, before, Rockstar audience wasn't going to give him the time of day. No, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> like I said before, too, audience, uh, some of these things I'm going to speed fire through, through for the sake of time and because there's not much more to say about them. But um, the YouTube channel Casual Geographic continues to be one of the most fun and educational channels out there If you for mm-hmm. animals. Um Really, he's really funny and informative when talking about animals, and and he is not afraid to correct his mistakes. Sometimes he may say something that he thought was true at the time, and he'll come back in a later video and be like, "I I messed up, y'all. I, I said something that wasn't true, and now I'm gonna update it." So I respect him for that. Um, yeah. PS Ready was a YouTube channel that you shouted out because they helped you set up your PS5. Um, have, yeah. Uh, have Have you watched any more of their stuff since then, or was it just kind of for that? It was kind of for that. I mean, I I still watch some of the, their stuff uh, every once in a while. I find it's okay. few and far in between at this point. Right. All right. Fair enough. All right, we'll move on. I'm then. not on YouTube. Uh, as, I'm not on YouTube as much. Manifest still holds up. Right. I will. I will. Yeah, I will yeah, never yeah. So, not so, have well, a different opinion on that show. <laughs> Putting the pause button on that real quick for the YouTube thing. I have to say, it's actually the opposite for me. Most of what I watch these days is on YouTube, but that's because a lot of the channels I watch are like. You know, like what culture gaming and watch mojo that do these like like list videos that are like kind of easy mm-hmm. to consume in quick sessions, or I watch like you know game grumps or Markiplier do let's plays to help you know not only give myself more inspiration but you know like mm. it helps me it helps me see these games that, that I'm probably never gonna play myself, like I watch game grumps play Sonic forces from start to finish, so. Uh, for example, there, there you go. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, and um, so yeah, you, YouTube stuff for me is just easier to consume when I'm doing something like the dishes or something. I don't have to pay a lot of attention to. But if I'm sitting down and 
watching something that needs a lot of attention, like Yellow Jackets or, or something like that, I'm I'm pulling that up mm-hmm. on the TV or you know, right, 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 some, right. But but yeah, manifest. It wasn't over yet by the time you talked about it before. Now it is over. So, um, is there anything Dude. new that you want to say about it? Dude. I haven't watched they it yet, so I can't say anything. They could not have ended it any more perfectly. Okay. I'm like, glad you we're happy with it. I'm... Bro, like, the Manifestors got the ending they deserved. Like, that's... Works for I'm me. Glad ne- yeah, I'm, I'm glad be- Netflix... I'm glad Netflix decided to pick it up and do it justice. I'm going to have to give it a watch eventually. How about Lucifer? Yes. Is that still going? No, that was that ended on season six. Um, that okay, that one also. Yes, that one also still holds up, and I and I, ha- I feel strongly about it, just like I do about Manifest. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that one, too, at some point. That it's, one is... Dude, Tom Ellis the... as as Lucifer, fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. And that's a DC Could... comic show, so that's on my list of things to watch, too. Speaking of, by the way, Manifest and Lucifer and other shows that have, like, religion as part of their lore... Um, I, I do want to watch The Good Place eventually too. The one with the uh, what's her Kristen Bell. Um, okay. Yeah, because I hear a lot of amazing things about that. So, but Lucifer is also a DC Comics show, so that's another reason I want to watch it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because he had a crossover with the Arrowverse on Crisis on Infinite Earths. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Um. The Cuphead Show. I know I talked about that a bit. I know your daughter is a fan of this show. How do you feel about it? I, 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 I catch myself watching it with her whenever she watches it. Because oh, of course it does. It, re- it reminds me of like old-timey Ren and Stimpy shit. It does, yeah. The animation is very similar, and even some of the the crudeness of the humor, but not quite as crude. It's like, right? I would say, I would say, not not so much crude humor as crude animation, um, on purpose, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, the, the animation is Ren and Stimpy, but the humor is more Looney Tunes. I would say. Uh huh. But I feel it. Yeah, it definitely gives me that rubber limbs, uh, classic Disney vibe to a degree, for sure. Um, the Last of Us, you still haven't finished this show, right? No, I have not. Um... Okay. But yeah, uh, for me, the for me, the Last of Us is I've fuck controversial opinion, but I I think the show does the story more justice than the game did, quite frankly, and uh, and that's saying a lot. The expanded lore in the show adds a lot to the story. I think the cast, the it, like they absolutely makes, nailed yeah. the casting. Yeah, um, I from what I have seen, I can agree with that one hundred percent. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the world building for other characters, too, that you don't really get mm-hmm. as much backstory for in the game. You get backstory for them, but it's all in documents that you have to pick up and read. In the show, they, yeah. you know, the camera gets to focus on other people. Because in the game, you're playing as Joel, so it only focuses on him and Ellie the whole time. You know, but... You get to see other characters' perspectives in the show, and that's awesome. And I cannot wait for season two, uh, um, and how they're going to handle this very controversial story of The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> so, right. I'll be excited Clerks to hear three. more of your thoughts on this after you've caught up on it. Yeah, Clerks yeah, Three, yeah. a movie I unfortunately still haven't seen. Um, it's you had it's a lot to good. say about it when you first talked about it. Yeah, I um, man, because I be, before Nothing's... I watched Oop. before I watched the third one, I had only ever seen the second one. So I went back and I watched the first one, the second one, and then Clerks 3. And it hit different after watching all three back to back. Um, An emotional roller coaster, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. So your feelings on it haven't changed at all? No, uh, no, not by not by a long shot, no. Do you have any updated opinions on it then? Or uh, no, is it still no. all pretty much? Okay. Still pretty all the same, yeah. All right, we won't focus on it too much then, but this next thing, Bendy and the Dark Revival, I gotta be honest, everyone may remember I gave that a 6 out of 10 on my rating for it, just because of some of the mechanics I was annoyed by and shit, even though the game is it does a lot of good, there's a lot of parts of it I didn't like. I am having a lot more fun watching myself play it as I'm editing it than I did actually playing it. <laughs> so <laughs> Fair enough. Now you've been watching my let's play of it, and you're up to I want to yes, say. Yes, I have. Oh, you've you're actually you're actually fully caught up because you talked to me about Joey Drew the other day. So yeah. you are seven out of eleven episodes into this game. So basically three fourths of the way through watching it. How how do you feel? I'm liking it. It's okay. Okay. I, I'm really. I'm I'm looking forward to each and every episode that I, that you put out. I I look forward to the jump scares and you deliver every time, bro. <laughs> yeah, that game has some annoying jump scares to be sure. Great reactions the, this, too. This, and if this I'm not last episode that you put out, I I could I I I found myself giggling because <laughs> that little that thing you let out of what, the box what earlier was in the game. The thing that you let out of the box earlier in the oh, game. Oh, yeah. Just, just back to back to back to back. I'm like... <laughs> I, in, for, in the game's credit, though, you will notice that that happened a lot after I first opened the box for like three episodes in a row. But the last two episodes, it's been a lot more sparing. They slowed down on yeah, it eventually, they thankfully. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Joey yeah, Drew la- gives off major Walt Disney vibes, considering the game is major literally vibes, about. Yeah, considering the game is literally about an old animation studio. 
and um at the end of the most recent episode we we run into the the real bendy not the evil ink demon one but the actual like cartoon character the good one and yeah he's definitely meant to be like reminiscent of like classic steamboat willy mickey mouse style yeah yeah so so in the next episode you can look forward to him being a traveling companion for a while um there yeah. are not everyone not everyone in that game is out to get you there are some friendly npcs too so that's that's a good thing you may remember earlier in the game we met one named alice who helped us out and yeah. disappeared we we mm-hmm. will see her again before the end she she will come back so and also like... her evil doppel her evil doppelganger is one of the bosses in the game and i think that's a part you'll like a lot because there's a it's like a like a, almost like a saw trap at that point where she has you at a tea party and you have to solve a puzzle um correctly and if you get it wrong you get electrocuted <laughs> so okay yeah it's a very interesting uh villain monologue in that one and then you have to do a boss battle against her where you're hiding behind walls while she shoots at you with a tommy gun I was try- oh, okay. Okay, so there. I don't remember which episode it was, but I was, I was, when one of the days I, I had gotten my daughter off the school bus, I had paused one of the one of the videos, and I, and and then when I got my daughter back in the house, I went to play the video. She's like, "Are you watching Bendy?" I'm like, "How do you know what Bendy is? Bendy is a scary <laughs> game." How are you? How do you know what that, Bendy is? One of her, well, apparently, one of her, one of her friends that she knows has a Bendy doll. Mm-hmm. So Bendy and and he so wa- Bendy he and watches machine. Uh, he he has a, he watch and he watches a bunch of Bendy videos on YouTube. Yeah, so because of Let's Players like Markiplier and such, uh, games like mm-hmm. Bendy, and, Bendy and the Ink Machine, Five Nights at Freddy's, Poppy's Playtime, yep. all that stuff, those are yep. considered, those are considered kid-friendly horror games, uh, <laughs> um, essentially, because they, they don't have any cursing, they don't have any gore, um, I mean, they are, fair. they do, they do have jump scares, but they're cartoons. At best, so <coughs> yeah, so they are considered uh like the majority of people who watch let's plays of those particular horror games are like middle and high school children. that's fair, so um okay, yeah, yeah, it's pretty because of the the let's players who popularize them they're they're among, yeah you know, pretty big among that market, but you know obviously you're not you know. I would say, yeah, those horror games are safe, like, for kids that age to watch, not play, but watch, but it, it depends on who they're watching play it to, because some of the Let's Players have a mouth yeah. on them, but, um, <laughs> yeah, like yours truly, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yes. but, you know, no kid should be, should be playing ga- or watching games like Outlast, for example, or... Or uh, no. I, I would even argue I would even argue Resident Evil might be too much, you know. Um Yeah. Depending I on the age. That. Yeah. So but like Bendy Bendy is a cartoon. It's like, yeah. like the the only way that that game becomes 
it's it's dark in the in the it it is dark and disturbing in the way that will go over children's heads because it's not violent yeah they won't they don't understand the existential dread parts of it they just see like somebody their favorite youtuber reacting to jump scares is what they you know that's um Mm -hmm. they don't understand the deeper philosophy of the narrative by any means you know um Unless they're secretly little, uh, one of them like secret genius kids that, you know, like goes to college at the age of five. You know what I mean? Like. Sheldon. Yeah, exactly. But also Sheldon (laughs) is not the kind of kid that would spend time watching horror games on YouTube. He would probably find it beneath him. So. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, so I'm glad you're enjoying that. There's a lot more to look forward to. I will tell you, in upcoming episodes, we will run into a new enemy type that are basically mm-hmm. these... Uh, I don't know how to explain them. They are these sluggish, slithering monstrosities that are made of, like, half ink and half robot parts. They, they like... They have arms. They have, like, one eye that's like a spotlight um, that you have to avoid being seen by, and, like, the bottom half of their body is, like just one long ink tail that basically slides along the ground. Mm-hmm. So, um, they are interesting and there are a couple moments where I'm trying to sneak past them where that random jump scare bitch gets in the way. So that, yeah, that is, that'll, that'll be fun. Um, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on Velma. I have watched more of this since then. And my opinion has not changed. I still hate this show. <laughs> so much it is but like i promised i would finish it i'm going to finish it but god damn it is it's not sticking with me because i can barely tell you what happened in the last couple episodes besides velma getting her teeth knocked out by a police car i remember that fair enough oh and they started there was like a a, they did like a a woman's uh self-defense class and velma and daphne were like destroying the competition i remember that yeah um Mm -hmm. God, I, I just, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. There are a couple of jokes that land here and there that make me smirk, but for the most part, the show is just like appeals to nobody. <laughs> like, Fair. It's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it is so hard to uh, pinpoint what it was actually uh, going for here. Like, right. It's, like I like I said before, what really sold it for me was the part where they were like, you know, oh, 420 is just code for adults who still watch cartoons. And I'm like, are you like, who is this show for? Because it's any demographic <laughs> that it's any demographic that it's supposed to appeal to. It goes out of its way to alienate. So I don't understand what exactly like I can't tell if that joke was meant to be snobby or self-aware satire. I, I genuinely can't tell. Um, Fair enough. Like, it feels like they're towing the line between both, like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, and I think the show just should pick a lane and stick with it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but, it's, I know you, fini- I you finished it. it and you liked it, yeah, so, yeah, 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 we talked about that one um, before, and... I, I wonder if your opinion of it would change yeah. if you watched it a, if you watched it a second time. You know what I mean? Like if you watched it again, uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. 
Um, WrestleMania goes Hollywood. You talked about that event before it happened. It has since happened. How was it? Oh man. Um. So. The match. The. If I, oh, oh man, we're. <laughs> We're in the midst of WrestleMania season as we speak, and all I want to talk about is what's going on right now. But this is last year's. Um, so, um, Cody Rhodes, if 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 I'm being honest here, Cody Rhodes was supposed to finish his story last year WrestleMania by stripping Roman Reigns of the undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship title. He did not finish his story. Um, oh. He lost that match. He lost that match. Um... by way of interference outside interference from Solo Sokoa who is one of the now many members of the bloodline behind Roman Reigns Roman Reigns basically has this mind you they're all blood related but all of the people that he has behind him, his goons, his cousins, whatever you want to call them, are the reason he is holding on to this title. Because there's been multiple times where Roman has almost, almost lost his title. And the only reason he keeps hanging on to it is because the bloodline still exists. It is not fully crumbled like it should have um okay there there was a small crumble in the bloodline when the usos lost their undisputed uh tag team championships to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens they have since, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have since lost the undisputed tag team titles. But, I mean, those those two matches, that all, <laughs> that and Dominic Mysterio getting his ass beat by his own daddy. <laughs> Fucking, so, just, I, I, in, just, in, uh... just, just inducted to, just inducted to the Hall of Fame, Rey Mysterio. Okay, and I'm guessing all of this is more or less to say that what's currently going on in wrestling, in hindsight, kind of changes uh, how you feel and some of how the stuff from last year's event uh, hits, basically. Like, yeah, it's it's a bit like different. you you, it, you, it, I you feel differently about it, and yeah, you feel differently about it now than you did then in in light of what's happening currently, basically. I still feel that Roman Reigns needs to crumble, though. That 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 <laughs> that that feeling is still that that feeling is still there, though. 
I do. All I do right. feel like someone someone needs to dethrone that his ass. Like he he's 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 had he's had that title creeping up to like fourteen hundred days. Okay. He has right. been undefeated. We are, uh, we're he gonna is... wrap. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, no, I. You'll need to stop me at this point because I, I can keep going. Yeah. <laughs> we, okay, so yeah, we'll we'll rapid fire. Uh, we'll rapid fire a few things here, just very briefly. Uh, has your opinion of two K twenty three changed at all since uh, last year? I mean, so I, I mean. I usually only play the games to make dream matches. So I mean that's it it serves its purpose. It's a game. I love those I love these games. I get them every year. Uh but no, my my opinion has not changed. It's it's still it's still really good. Brief side tangent by the way, folks, speaking of the WWE 2K insert year here games, um the uh, <laughs> ho- the the horror YouTube channel I like Dead Meat. They do every year a horror Royal Rumble where they take the custom character creator from these wrestling games and they make horror movie icon characters with the custom character creator. You know, like Michael Myers and uh, the guy from American mm-hmm. Psycho and uh, Jennifer yep. from Jennifer's Body and shit like that. And then they basically pit these characters against each other and see who wins. And they like they they live stream it on their YouTube channel and stuff. Um, a lot of work goes oh, into awesome. it. So it's worth, worth checking out because they're both wrestling fans and horror fans. So they, they, you know, get into this a lot. They That's are also cool. doing, they also do every year, the dead meat horror awards because horror movies often get snubbed at the Oscars. So dead meat covers that. And since they are Hollywood insiders, it is considered official. They do get actual like celebrities and shit on the show too. They did their first, Nice. official one last year um and they have the next one is coming up this year sometime in march um and it'll be you know it'll be live streamed when it happens but then you know it can be watched normally after that but yeah it's basically the horror oscars and it's exclusive to nice youtube channel um and uh saw x got a lot of nominations um Thanksgiving got a few nominations. Talk to me got several nominations for different categories. Like I'm looking to uh, forward to this. Um, okay. This year. So um, yeah. Speaking of which, um, Megan really good um, movie. Yes. Still, we'll rap fire. That my opinion hasn't changed. It's still one of the best horror comedies of uh, of 2023. <laughs> um, Absolutely. That came out. I actually think Megan is nominated for a few things at the Dead Meat Horror Awards as well, because um, they're nice. focusing basically on stuff that came out in 2023. So, and I keep okay. forgetting Megan was an, was a very early 2023 release, like January, February of that year. Mm-hmm. So, um, Cocaine Bear. Yeah. So you talked about this, and I hadn't seen it yet at that at that point, but I did watch it with you after the fact, and yeah, that yes. is a very very enjoyable, if extremely stupid, movie. So yes, um, yes, um, it was like the death, the the gore in that movie is brutal. I still the image of that lady falling out the ambulance and getting her face torn apart by the pavement is still stuck in my head. Um, <laughs> Like that was that was nuts. Uh, yeah, um, 
Oh, that's just a shit situation because she was strapped to the gurney. Like there was nothing she could have done but just mm-hmm. say her goodbyes. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, uh, that that is like it, it, that movie is really enjoyable, but also really fucking stupid. It's probably yeah. like a like a a seven out of ten for me. <laughs> um, but okay. not, a, it's not a bad. It's not a bad seven. It's a good seven. You know. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, high 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 side of liked it. Uh, you know. Okay. Um, a C a C plus a C plus, if you will. Okay. Uh, yeah. I give it that. So. Um, yeah, so, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, I still haven't played it yet, and I'm guessing that your opinion hasn't changed. So, um, my or opinion, has it? It, my opinion changed a little bit, and I think I talked about that, uh, maybe a, several episodes back, but, um, I just, I wish I could go back and play it for the first time again with the same enjoyment, because I want to play it that way four different times. Because there's right. an exclusive mission for each house. But, but I think there's the, a bit of an the rest up. of there's the game. Bit, yeah. The rest of the game is yeah, it's it's the rest of the game is it's it's pretty repetitive. Um but there is an update with uh Hogwarts Legacy. Some news might I add. Um Coming up on the since they're coming uh, coming up on the anniversary of the the one year anniversary of the game, they're talking about adding DLC to it. <coughs> Official DLC that that was never that they that initially had no plans for DLC before. Uh, let me see if I can find something on it real quick. It says. As we near the one-year anniversary of Hogwarts Legacy, we wanted to let our community know that the Hogwarts Legacy PlayStation-exclusive content will be available on other platforms later this summer, along with additional updates and features for the game. Stay tuned in the coming months for more details on what's coming to Hogwarts Legacy this year. That was posted January 26th. Um, since then, I believe... So you know there's DLC coming, but you don't know what it is yet, basically? No, I, I, I heard, I've heard from different sources, like, they might, they might be opening up, like, online play, and potentially opening up the, uh, also opening up the, um, the, uh, the Quidditch portion of the game because there was there was talks about like doing a separate quidditch game altogether but then there was and and then after they had said something about that they never really never really came into came into fruition so i think port key games was waiting warner brothers and port key games (coughs) were um like waiting for like something to come along like uh, up in the ideas department for Hogwarts Legacy for to open up the quit cuz the, the 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 Quidditch thing is the the Quidditch stadium is basically just a meetup spot there's no you can't play Quidditch nothing 
and a lot of people were really looking forward to playing Quidditch in Hogwarts Legacy, and it, uh... it never came. So I, I, I firmly believe that that Quidditch, they'll be opening up the Quidditch field uh, with this new DLC or update or new features that they're talking about. I sure as I sure as hell <laughs> hope so because that's actually I I didn't know that Quidditch wasn't in the scheme and that's disappointing to hear because I've seen gameplay and I know that there is flying that you can do yeah and oh no absolutely there is it, and <laughs> so that's disappointing to hear and I've you know I'm I'm going to play this game eventually but that uh, that might have just bumped it a little <laughs> bit further down the list until they update it <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I wouldn't. I would not blame you. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, the next thing, uh, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. I still yes. uh, stand by. This may be one of the best, if not the best, movie in the entire Shrek continuity. <laughs> um, yes. Quite frankly, I, I like. I like. Um, and I know I like, that's I like that's his little beard. <laughs> I know that's that's saying a lot putting it up against the original Shrek but man this movie did something yeah no it is it also it it also like the original Spider-Verse movie definitely popularized this new like low frame rate animation style that a lot of movies mm-hmm. have been uh bringing in and Puss in Boots it's not like that the whole time but there are some scenes where they do that and it's really mm-hmm. cool when they do it kind of it definitely stands yeah. out it's a very style stylistic animation. Um, the yes. latest Ninja Turtles movie is like that too, by the way. Mutant uh-huh, sure Mayhem is. or whatever it is. Yeah, Mutant yeah. Mayhem. Oh, you've seen it? Yes, I have. Okay, I have not, but I've I've heard good things. So um, I'm going to. Wow, I can't believe you didn't do a media corner entry for that. <laughs> um, I don't know why I did it. Some... Okay, that came well, out a while ago. Time in the future. It is yeah. never too late to rec- it is never too late to recommend anything on this show. Like anytime we do a I mean, media corner, you can rec- you could <clears throat> you know recommend or even review something as old as Casablanca if you wanted to. I just <laughs> you're not tend wrong. To focus, I just usually tend to focus on newer shit myself for whatever reason. Yeah, not always though, but um, right. I mean, you have talked about older stuff. You talked about the Goon movies at one point. So yeah, um, but yeah. Um, the Resident Evil 4 remake, uh, is still a great game. Resident Evil 2 remake still probably my favorite in the, the remake setups that they've done. But, um, like, you know, I finished it since I talked about it then, and it's, it's still great. I'm glad that they replaced the dumbass instant fail quick time events, uh, boss battle, uh, at the end of the game with an actual boss battle, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. this time. So... That was cool. The minecart section was cool. Just really cool game overall. I haven't played the Separate Ways DLC yet, but I will uh, soon. So, um, mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers movie opinion of that has not changed. I still still think it's a faithful adaptation. Uh, a very yes, enjoyable absolutely. movie for people who grew up with the games, and uh, I cannot wait, mm-hmm. cannot wait to see where it goes next. Uh, with the with I the can't series. wait either. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Um, I was like, um, you got me a a physical copy of it for uh, as a birthday birthmas present. Yes, I did. And also, I think I sent you the Cinema Sins video for it, which might be one of the funniest ones they've ever done. I think I uh, agreed. Agreed. 
that one was pretty good pretty good um you could tell that even though they were going hard on it in that one it was like a good natured ribbing and not like genuine bitching you know there was Um, okay so after going back and watching it now several times there was some things that i noticed in the 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 scene the scene where where mario is going through town with toad to get to the castle to see princess peach um there's a shop that I didn't notice before that it was like an antique shop and it looked like it had little like and like what looked like or like um pickaxes and stuff but were in the format of 8 bit oh okay yeah nice. I thought that was I thought that was really cool and that really stood out I'm like Wait, that's really cool. Like they they really put some thought into this. <clears throat> they didn't just throw this together. They they put some serious thought into this. Yeah, that um I I noticed like some references to like Captain Toad's treasure tracker and uh stuff mm-hmm. like that in there. Um and like there's a scene where a herd of different colored Yoshis are running through a field. Um Uh-huh. And different th- yeah, there's all kinds of uh Easter eggs in there. I loved that movie. That was a very good one. Um, Absolutely. School Spirits, the show on Paramount Plus, the one I talked about (laughs) about the girl trying to solve her own death, like her own murder as a as a ghost stuck in the school, and it's like a comedy drama. I still stand by that being like one of the most like like well done original concepts I've seen for Mm. a streaming streaming show. I take it you haven't seen any of it yet. Not yet. It is on okay. my to watch list. I need to. I All need right. To, I, need to, I need to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, that one. I uh, I definitely tell people they should try. Um, Forspoken. Uh, when I first talked about this game, I did go a little hard on the visuals and performance. I talked about how it was like really foggy and the frame rate mm-hmm. was kind of janky. I am pleased to announce that since then they have updated the game to fix these issues. So awesome. performance-wise, it's working a lot better. Um, ga- I haven't played a whole lot of it since then, though. Um, gameplay and story-wise, I am enjoying it more than most people did, but I, I haven't really gotten back to it in a long time because newer releases mm-hmm. took priority for a while. I will get back to it eventually. Um, plus, there's a DLC I want to play. Um, but uh, I... I I think I maintain though that it is still kind kind of like um overall it, I enjoy it but it is like overall a mediocre experience compared to the other offerings that we got last year for sure. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um Insidious the Red Door unfortunately I still haven't had a chance to watch um it, I I tried to I my opinion on this still huh? Okay yeah, I wanted to. It was uh, it was on my like I was going to try and squeeze it in before this, like you with the Marvels, but mm-hmm. I just I never, I, I just wasn't able to find the time. Other things happened. Um, Fair instead. enough. Instead, so uh, yeah, like I squeezed in other things too, and um, like I finally watched Gran Turismo, which we'll reach later on the list. But like, yes. so I'll have thoughts about that now. Um, that's my jam, a show that you recommended. Have you watched any of it since then? You still watching that? I, I I'm did familiar watch with it. some. I, my mom I did watches watch, it. I did watch some the uh, the other night. Um, 
there was an episode where there was two WWE superstars up against two comedians. Uh, those WWE superstars being Alexa Bliss and The Miz. That was really that was really cool seeing them both on there and really kicking ass. <coughs> um, okay. And then there was an episode where Jay Farrow and Nikki Glaser <clears throat> was uh, on as well. I think JoJo Siwa was on there too on that same episode. That was a really entertaining one. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, I've still it's only still seen it the one since, yeah. Still stands my, up. Still holds up. M- yeah. My opinion of it hasn't changed at all, but granted, I've still only seen it the one time in theaters. I haven't watched it since then. Um, like you did with Mario, so I don't have any, like, uh, uh, second viewing opinions uh, to give it at yeah, the moment. That's that's But, fair. like... If you folks want to hear our thoughts on that one, definitely listen to our bonus episode about that movie. We got deep into yeah. it. Um, yeah, we did. Scream 6. I still haven't watched, like, oh, no, wait, yes, I have. I have seen this since then. And uh, I pretty much agree with you. It's it's a, it's a good one. Um, I've also yeah. watched the kill count for it and a few other things, too. So um, I'm familiar. Yeah, they're doing the best they can with the cast that they have now. I understand there's mm-hmm. a lot of <clears throat> things that have happened. So, um, but <clears throat> I did enjoy that. I, I agree with Ryan and Chris. So there really is no such thing as a bad scream movie. There, no, know, no, definitely not. There might be <clears throat> one that is worse than the others, but overall, they're all good in their own way. <laughs> Absolutely. The Bob's um, Burgers the, movie. Have you seen this? Yes, I have. Okay. Had you I can't remember. I think you had already seen it by the time I watched it actually and when I talked yeah, about it on I the think show. So. I don't rem- I think so, yeah. I yeah, I don't know if it was then or after the fact uh that you watched it, but um if it was yeah. Yeah, I can't remember if you'd seen it before me or after. <laughs> so I don't remember. Um, but I still think it's a very enjoyable show. I mean, it's Bob's Burgers humor. If you like the sh- show, you're going to like the movie. You know, Absolutely, it is, yeah. It it works. You have to wonder if that particular humor uh, works stretched into a movie-length uh, feature film. And yeah, it does. <laughs> it really so, does. Yeah, I, uh, I quite enjoyed that experience um, a lot. The Mandalorian. I am fully caught up on this show. Have you seen any of it? I have seen season one and season two and bits and pieces of season three. Oh, okay. Season three <laughs> is where it gets really interesting and starts tying in with Ahsoka and stuff like that. Um, We're supposed to be getting a Mandalorian and Grogu movie based yeah, on Yeah, and this. so I take it I take it you've seen some of the Luke Skywalker stuff too in the show then. Yeah. Yeah, that was at the end of season two. Pretty cool, pretty interesting. I mean, I, they use yeah. a lot of de- uh, like they use a lot of like CGI for him, obviously. Um, oh no, absolutely, but, yeah. And you can definitely, you can definitely tell. But the way that he looks in that, um, honestly, I, you know the guy who plays Bucky in the MCU movies, Sebastian Stan. He, yeah, I, I think, I think he could play a, a young Luke Skywalker, like a modern take on yeah. him. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, 
based on that look. So, um, yeah, okay, so you'll have to let me know what you think after season three, but if you've watched the first two seasons, then obviously you like it, so, um. Yeah, it's, it's Star Wars. Yeah, it hits different now that Carl Weathers has passed away, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's that. Yes, indeed. But, oh, by the way, I heard that the... So Respawn, the company behind the Jedi games, you know, Fallen Order and Survivor, might yeah. be making a a uh, um, a Mandalorian game. Ooh! Really? So that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. So... Yeah, yeah. Um, for it's just, sure. It's just a rumor. Just a rumor, but um, that would be cool. If they Hell are. yeah, it would. Um, yeah, it's it's funny I say that because Star Wars Jedi Survivor is like one of the the things coming up here on the list. Um, uh-huh. Let's see here. Um, a couple more here, and then I'm gonna do something. Um, let's see. Okay, so X. This was the the movie that. Um, um, by Ty West, that was one of the A twenty four films about the the old couple that goes on a murder spree when they find out these young folks are recording a, a porno in their guest house. Um, yeah. Uh, have you seen this yet? Since I have then? not. Okay. So if you ever do get around to watching this, you'll want to do yourself a huge favor and watch X and Pearl back to back. Um. Because I think doing that gives you the full story better. X, I, Pearl is a prequel, but definitely watch X first anyway. Um, okay. Is because I think it's meant to be that way. And they they are still working on a third movie called Maxine with three X's. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be a trilogy by the time they're done. But I I still think this is like <clears throat> one of the like I'm not a huge fan of when they focus too much on sexual content in movies and games and stuff. I think a lot of it is just padding the runtime or used for shock value. But this is a movie where sex is a huge focus as the narrative and like in the message it's trying to convey about society's sexual repression and views on it and, you know, and how, like, yeah. oh, it's, you know, it's hot when a young couple's going at it, but it's gross when old people do it, you know, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, it's actually a very smart movie, I think, uh, for that reason, and has you know a lot of uh, a lot to say about like seventies exploitation films and shit like that. So yeah, <clears throat> um, so definitely a good watch. A twenty four hasn't put out a bad horror movie yet, I think, quite frankly. <laughs> so, um, my opinion on the Gollum game hasn't changed. It's still shit. <laughs> Absolutely one of the <laughs> worst things that was put out last year. Like that, it's just it. It doesn't get much worse than that. Besides the garbage King Kong game that came out, like I would rather play Redfall than ever touch Gollum again. <laughs> so <laughs> fair. So yeah, there's just yeah, screw that. Um, uh, real quick, Game of Thrones. Uh, you you talked about that a couple of times. Have you since like finished the show or made it any further in not- it? Um, I have not finished it or made it any further. Not yet, no. Okay, so you're still in season six, I think. Is that what I said? I believe that's... Okay, 
<clears throat> yeah, it was season six season the last six. time you talked about it. You talked, you've talked about it more than once, and season six is where you left off. So okay, no okay. updated thoughts. No updated thoughts on that one. And since Pearl go ha- goes hand in hand with X, I'm gonna go ahead and skip across that one too. I put game there by accident, but I meant movie for that. Mm-mm. Um, and then. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Unfortunately, I don't think you've seen this yet, right? I've seen bits and pieces of it. I have not finished it yet. But I have seen okay. some of it. You've seen you you've seen the first one, but you've seen you haven't finished the second one. Yeah, that. Okay. All right. Well, you know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to make an executive decision and I'm going to bookmark this consider for several reasons. One, uh, between our life updates and what we've talked about so far, we're already at a two and a half hour recording time. Two, it's oh, about shit. two o'clock in the morning. Two, it's about yeah. two o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and, uh, three, I want to give us an opportunity to continue to try and knock out some of these things on the list so that we can talk about them a bit more in depth. So I'm actually going to stop here, and I'm going to turn this episode into a two-parter. So this will be the end of part one. So much much like when we did our discussion about the best games of every console generation, this is going to be split into a two-parter like that. But this one will actually be a planned two-parter, so we'll have a proper intro and outro for each one. And So I'm going to bookmark us at Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So everything from that down on the list, we now have another two weeks opportunity to try and squeeze in. So if you want to watch the Marvels, if you want to finish Spider-Verse, uh, there are a couple things here that I definitely want to check out that I haven't um, yet. So, um, Or things okay. that I want to like... Like the Little Mermaid remake, I haven't watched that yet, so that's on the list there, so stuff like that. So we are uh, only murders in the building, stuff like that, so we are... So yeah, we're going to put a pin in this here, we're going to bookmark this here, this will be the end of this part, and then in the next episode, we will... Uh, we will continue this conversation starting with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So that'll be it for this episode, folks. So uh, we'll continue this discussion in another two weeks in the next episode, um, you know, giving ourselves and the audience more time uh, yes. as well. So. Um, you know, if you have thoughts on any of the things we talked about in this episode, feel free to let me know in the comments down below. If it's on YouTube, and click that like button, or email me at mroversoul53 at gmail.com, or find me at oversoul53 on Twitter. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at the Vaping Fiend, uh, TikTok the.vaping.fiend and uh, Twitch uh, at the Vaping Fiend. Alrighty, and uh, that'll be it for this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you in part two where we continue this discussion and hopefully we'll have been caught up on more things by then and have more to say. So, yes. See you there. Alright. Bye bye for now. Bye.